Well, good afternoon. Welcome to our second episode of the WAGOP Report. We have a very special guest on this episode today, Senator Jeff Wilson. Senator Wilson, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Caleb, for having me, and thank you for having me in such of my in front of my favorite audience. Oh, we are happy to have you. Before I get to some of the questions I have for you, I first met you at a campaign event down in Southwest Washington, and you had a tank uh, that you would drive around in parades and at grassroots events. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, story behind that? Absolutely. You know, um, when we go out and campaign, we always have a we want to have some uniqueness about us. And, and for me, my uniqueness is I love to build and restore military vehicles on behalf of respect for our vets. But politically, I'm very interested in the preservation of our Second Amendment. And that doesn't mean everybody should have their tank in a, their backyard. But at the same time, it really sends a strong point to talk to people that, yes, you can have a tank and don't be afraid of it public. So what uh, what year was that the, the thing that you had? What's uh, what's the story and the details on that? Well, it, it's a it's a it's a Frankenstein type tank uh, replicate after a World War II Stuart tank. And you know, Caleb, what a what a great uh, method it is to also spurn interest in history. So yeah. many people come up and don't even know what a tank is, and uh, having a conversation about World War II nowadays and whatnot. We need to have more of those conversations in our classroom and our family, and even if you're in a parade uh, politically in your campaign. I love it. Absolutely. Well, it's certainly something very unique, and it's, it definitely stuck with me, and I'm sure it's stuck with the voters of the 19th. Uh, so can you give us, for those that might not know you, just a little bit about your background? Um, I know you were in, in, a lo in local elected office as well, so just tell everybody uh, kind of your story and how you became uh, came to be the senator from the 19th district. Absolutely. And, you know, the story, I'll make it short and sweet, but, you know, my background is, uh, is really a work ethic of being a serial entrepreneur. I had my first full-time job at age 10, bought my first house at 19, put myself through school, and then, of course, started to create uh, businesses. And most of those businesses I have started are still in existence today. And I had no desire whatsoever to get into politics. I was a business person providing well for my family and enjoying the successes. But every business I started, and as I got older, I became more aware of, well, a little bit too much government. Too much government, not only in my business life, but private life. So finally, at the ripe old age of 55, I decided, well, I'm gonna seek a port commissioner seat. So I was elected successfully in 2016 to the port of Longview. Um, and there I was able to apply my business experiences and kind of turn the port into something uh, to be proud of, cut taxes, increase profits, transparency. And quite frankly, success like that, Caleb, uh, motivated me to see where else I could apply myself. If I could do it at a local race with the port, uh, why on earth, uh, couldn't I take that to Olympia or beyond? And all I needed was the voter confidence. But again, I'd had a few years track record underneath me at the ports business. Um, and that catapulted me into, I guess, political credibility, kept my promises for my first election. So I had an opportunity to take out a long seated incumbent in the 19th district, the state senator position. And uh, with the support of my family and of course, uh, community, 
there I was off to the races to remove uh, this person that had occupied the seat and just wasn't getting it. So uh, our election in uh, 2020, uh, we were able to, uh, to take over the seat. And this is very important, Caleb, because this was the first time a senator from the 19th district came with the color red. I believe it hadn't been since 1953 that my district had had anything other than blue or democratic dominance for the Senate. And obviously you could see where it was taking us throughout the years. It wasn't getting better. It was getting worse. And when things like that get worse, got my attention, put my hat in the ring, and now I'm the new senator for the 19th. Yeah, I mean, your your success story in 2020 was certainly one of the bright spots for Washington State. I mean, we took a Democrat seat, uh, as you said, it had been held uh, by the Democrats by almost 70 years. And flipping that in 2020 uh, was really a historic win. Uh, can you just talk us through a little bit how you did it? I mean, how did you uh, how did you run your campaign? How did you get your message out to voters? And you got almost 55% of the vote, right? And so you won uh, by a pretty good margin. Yes, and uh, you know, I tell you what, besides the, the winning by that margin, it's how we did it is really the success story. And this is occurring during a pandemic. But we often hear, we use the word grassroots all the time. Well, I went past grassroots, I went to the soil of the grassroots. And what that means is the old fashioned whistle stops. I went to every single community uh, in the 19th district and I stayed there a while. I would spend a day, a night, I would visit with the store owners and people on the street and come to find out if you actually take the time to go to the voters and listen to them on the sidewalk or in the street or even their pasture. It worked. Uh, people, the pendulum of, of, of not getting results and being under the, the blue rule in the 19th as far as the Senate goes, people were eager to have somebody to talk to. So it was nothing other than to really buckle down. And that includes walking up long gravel driveways. Even if they had a Joe Biden sign in that driveway, I still walked up that because I was seeking anybody and all votes that would come our way because we had to change something that hadn't been done for 70 years. So really what I'm telling everybody was a lot of feet on the ground. And I took the time and effort to speak to big cities, little cities, and quite frankly, every barn in between. Well, and that's, I mean, that's so critical. And I think a real blueprint for how we have to win in Washington state. There's no question it's an uphill battle here in a lot of our swing legislative districts and our statewide races, but the Democrats are failing us in Olympia. And if we get out and get face-to-face -face with the voters, share their concerns and actually listen as you did, uh, it shows that there's a path to really win. And so after you won last November, you really jumped in with both feet and now you are the ranking Republican on the Senate State Government and Elections Committee. So shifting topics just a little bit, but staying on the theme of elections, obviously as you travel the state, as I travel the state, there's a big concern about the integrity of our elections. So what, uh, what have you been hearing on that? And how can we get people kind of engaged to make sure our elections are as secure as possible? Well, you know, being the ranking member uh, in a place where I'm clearly the minority alone has its challenges. But listen, the message is loud and clear. 
like you said, Caleb, you can go to any portion of this beautiful state. And what's what's scary is when voters don't have confidence or trust on a small scale or a big scale, this alone will tell you, wait a minute, we have a problem. When people are not confident that their voice counts, much less their vote. So right off the bat, it's a hot topic. And we are going to hear the topic, whether it's a, an accounting a machine, whether we hear about uh, fraudulent uh, uh, registrations, all of these concerns are valid. I think the first thing, Caleb, is to go easy on everybody because everybody's concern matters. And we vet those, and now we're finding out that, wait a minute, there is a, so much more we can do to improve the mechanics of voting here in Washington state. Um, and I'm proud to say that I'm a co-sponsor of Senate Bill 5434. And you know these are just some little ideas formed in this one bill. But the more we listen, Caleb, the more we're quite clear that this is a year that we're gonna be dropping probably quite a few election bills, even though we're in the minority, because we need to react to these concerns. And you know, is the signature valid? Well, maybe we should have the Washington State Police verify that. Um, and as far as election integrity, listen, I want everybody to know they can get involved now more than ever. During elections, go over to your auditor's office. They will even pay you, get a job. You can sit there and get paid and witness and be part of the process. And that's what we need to do. Rather than stay at home and complain about it, we're gonna have to actually go to our elections office and physically participate that way. Um, you know, we get into voter rolls and all of these things. Oh, absolutely. With today's technology, come on. We shouldn't have much excuse. If somebody is deceased, we shouldn't send a, a ballot to a, a, a uh, funeral. We've got to send a ballot to a registered valid voter in the state of Washington. We hear concerns of voter ID. They're all real. Uh, and in fact, maybe we need to improve our process when we register with, say, several forms of ID. So what I'm proposing, Caleb, and want everybody to know uh, statewide is here in the near future, I'm calling all of our elected auditors together, and I will be bringing them together with the entire delegation of the 19th district and somebody from Secretary of State's office. And we're going to make sure that we're getting the auditor's opinion because I want to modify some of these bills. I want to have input from everybody. We do have to choose carefully, though, Caleb, because being in the minority, you're only going to get so much to the finish line, uh, so we have to be careful in what we choose to do. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of good stuff there. I mean, first and foremost, to anybody listening, there is there are many ways for you to get involved individually. As Senator Wilson said, you can become a ballot observer, get trained, go to the county auditors, get certified. You can sign up on our website. We'll connect you to your county party, and we absolutely are recruiting people to have people in observing the process. You can get a job working at the county. So kind of step one is definitely get involved. And then step two is really there is work happening. And I appreciate what you're doing, Senator Wilson. I've certainly talked with many county auditors. There is a real desire that we want this system to be as, as good as we can. And there, there's always room for improvement. And there's always room to kind of improve the processes and make sure we're doing the best that we can. Uh, so as people have ideas, we'd love to hear those and incorporate those. I think you made one, one great point which as we're looking ahead to 2022, the reality is we're in the minority. 
well, you've got uh, 21 members of your caucus and 28 members of the other. And so you can have as many good bills as you'd like, but with the final scores 28 to 21, they're not moving through, right? Uh, so can you just talk a little bit about what that's been like, uh, obviously serving in the minority, and then really our chances as we look to next year on how we can get our state back on track? Absolutely. You know, serving in the minority against a, a very stubborn, very dug in majority is difficult. And I, I quite frankly have pushed that quite a bit. And that's what we need to do as elected is to push back. So what if somebody turns your camera off or mutes you? That's okay. You keep coming back. And I offer to people, one thing that I think we all owe, um, owe out there is a more emphasis on voter education. Uh, your rights and what your opportunities are. For example, we have a big number called RCW 29.A, and it deals with uh, penalties. And it mentions that these are the violations if you cheat. We need to let everybody know that there is a consequence, a class C felony. We take our elections seriously. While we work on improvements to make our elections more secure and to be more entranced, but we also need to step up our enforcement. We should have no tolerance of anybody. It's, it's something we don't hear often, Caleb. We talk about, well, the election was bad and um, things didn't go my way. But in return, we also need to all step up and be aware and police this because we don't want any bad players. And it's almost as if voters are kind of their own voter police. And I encourage people to uh, make sure that we uh, go after those that don't comply with our existing laws. There's a consequence. And you know, I'm, I'm very excited about working with uh, all of the auditors to make sure that they educate their communities well, because we have 38 or, uh, elected auditors and then one uh, commissioner elected, there's 39 opinions, but there should be no opinion that's different when it comes to doing the right thing. So, you know, I'm gonna give uh, the process a chance and hear what they have to say. And the people have been very loud and clear. And I, I hope for a very interesting session, a short session this year. Yeah, and as we're kind of, as a final couple questions, kind of number one, as I've been traveling the state, I'm seeing a real increase in Republican enthusiasm. I mean, this past legislative session was a tough session with the Democrats in the majority passing bills that made it harder to keep our communities safe when it comes to law enforcement, passing bills to make gasoline more expensive. They passed bills to raise, uh, create an income tax when we didn't really need it. Uh, so kind of what are you hearing in your community and what are you seeing across the state as we try and build a big red wave for 2022? Well, you know, Caleb, the, the year of uh, 2020 showed us the wrong way to do things because we only saw things, but we weren't seeing reality. And what I mean by that is we were in a virtual session. We were all operating from our laptops and computers. There was no interaction of process the people's building was surrounded with a fence and police that quite frankly keep people out. And it's very disappointing under that because I offered to the listeners that under the cover and cloak of the COVID, the majority party took complete advantage of playing politics on TV. It was the most disrespectful form of open process I'd ever seen in my life. In fact, I even as a freshman senator protested and left the floor because my stance to the Senate was, if my public can't be there, why am I allowed to be here? So, you know, we, we really, it was a very tough year 
And I'm here to tell you that it should all teach us a lesson to get energized on, look what just happened. You would have thought Rod Serling was present at the, at the legislative buildings. It was surreal uh, that this happened. But again, this abuse, really all it did was force that pendulum to come swinging back from, and I'm hoping the transition, what we all need is from blue to red because this is a perfect storm of political skullduggery rammed down our throats by the majority party. This is the opportunity we need to seize and really run on for the elections of 2022. Well, thank you very much, Senator Wilson, for everything you're doing, for fighting for the people of the 19th, fighting for all the people of Washington State who really didn't have a voice in this past legislative session. So thank you for being their voice. Thank you for the work that you're doing on election integrity. And we're excited to do the work to make sure that not only are you the ranking member, but you're the chair of that committee come after 2022. So thank you for what you're doing. And we're excited to continue to work with you. Well, Caleb, thank you. And remember everybody, you're on the winning team now. Go red, everybody. All right, thank you very much, Senator Wilson.